At Atlanta Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia, it's the New York Mets beating the Atlanta Braves. Right now, the umpires are coming out to home plate for the pregame discussion of the ground rules and the exchange of the batting order slips. The pitchers in tonight's game for the New York Mets right-hander Tom Seaver and for the Atlanta Braves right-hander Pat Jarvis. Now the Atlanta Braves are taking the field and for the lineups and batting orders for tonight's game, let's check in with Ralph Kainer. Okay, Bob Murphy, and going out to CP out in left field, Chief Nakahoma going out to sit out there. And right now the umpires at home plate, the Atlanta Braves on the field. And the starting lineups for tonight's game. For the Mets, Bud Harrelson leading off and playing shortstop. Batting second, playing second, Bob Height. Batting third and playing left field, Tommy Davis. Batting fourth, playing right field, Ron Svoboda. Batting fifth at first base, Ed Cranville. Batting sixth and playing third base, Joe Mook. Batting seventh and playing center field, Amos Otis. Batting eighth and catching Jerry Grody. And the pitcher, Tom Seaver, batting ninth. For the Atlanta Braves, the leadoff batter will be Philippe Alou playing right field. Hank Aaron is unable to play tonight due to a boil under his arm. Batting second and playing first base, Tito Francona. Batting third and playing center field, Mac Jones. Batting fourth and catching, Joe Torrey. Batting fifth and playing third base, Cleve Boyer. Batting sixth, playing left field, Rico Cardi. Batting seventh, playing second base, Phoenix Meehan. Batting eighth and playing shortstop, Woody Woodward. And the pitcher, Pat Jarvis, batting ninth. The Mets and the Braves have faced each other 16 times this year. The Mets have won nine games. The Braves have won seven. And here in Atlanta Stadium, the Braves have won five of the seven games played. This game and tomorrow will conclude the series. Tomorrow, the Mets are going with Danny Purcella. And pitching for the Braves tomorrow will be Phil Necro. Now, Bud Harrelson is stepping in the batter's box. This game about to get underway. And right now, for the play-by-play, Bob Murphy. Bud Harrelson leading off against Pat Jarvis. Pat is 26 years old from Carlisle, Illinois. Has been eminently successful since joining the Atlanta Braves midway last season. This year, Jarvis has won 14 while losing just seven. Against the New York Mets, he has won one and lost two. Pat Jarvis came up in the middle of last year. Won six while losing only two. So in less than a year and a half of the Atlanta Braves, Jarvis has won 20 and lost nine. Came out of Murray State College in Murray, Kentucky. Now the windup by the right-hander Jarvis and the first pitch of the game taken inside of the load by Bud Harrelson. Ball one. The Atlanta Braves are playing Tito Francona at first. Felix Meon at second. Woody Woodward at short. Cleet Boyer is in close at third against Bud Harrelson. Rico Cardi playing toward the left field line against Bud. Mac Jones in center. And a bouncer foul hit down the third baseline. Around in right field, Philippe Palou. One strike on Bud Harrelson. Joe Torre behind the plate. This is the middle game of the three-game series. Tomorrow night, the last game of the year between the Mets and the Braves. 
The Mets do not play on Friday. They'll be traveling to Houston. They play the Astros Saturday night and Sunday afternoon. Return to home to New York following the Sunday game and open their final homestand of the year against the Dodgers Monday night at Shea Stadium. The 1-1 delivery by Pat Jarvis, a grounder hit on the right side of the diamond. Big hop for Felix Meon. He pegs to Francona, one down. Tonight's broadcast comes to you through the courtesy of Rangel Breweries Incorporated and the New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut Chrysler Plymouth Dealers Association and is authorized in the radio rights granted by the New York Mets solely for the entertainment of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this game without the express written consent of the New York Mets is prohibited. Now Bob Heiss swings on the first pitch. Ground ball hit down to third, taken by Cleet Boyer. And the play across the diamond in time for the out. Two men away. Two up and two set aside by Pat Jarvis. Bob Heist made his major league debut last night. Bob is a 20-year-old infielder from Vacaville, California, who's had a year and a half in the minor leagues. And Wes Westrom was very pleased with what he saw of Bob Heist last night. Now Tommy Davis. Tommy missed the game last night. He had flown to California. Rejoined the ball club in Atlanta here today. The pitch by Pat Jarvis inside at the letters, ball what? Tommy hitting a 303, has 16 home runs and 70 runs batted in. He now needs only three more hits to tie the Mets club record for most hits in a year. And a ground ball slashed to shortstop. Snagged ankle high by Woody Woodward. Pegged to Francona. The Mets are out. One, two, three. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. In the middle of the first, the New York Mets nothing, and the Atlanta Braves coming to bat. Major Leagues this afternoon, and the Boston Red Sox took undisputed possession of first place, at least temporarily, by defeating Kansas City 4-2. Again, it was an exciting ball game with Boston winning with three runs in the last of the eighth inning. Rico Petroselli, the batting star, driving three of the four Boston runs home. John Wyatt, the winning pitcher in relief of Lee Stang, he came on in the eighth inning. Jack Aker, who came on in the seventh, the fourth of five pitchers. Used by Kansas City was the loser. Final score, the Red Sox, four runs, nine hits, and two errors. Kansas City, two runs, eight hits, and one error. And the Red Sox, at the moment, have undisputed possession of first place. If Minnesota defeats Washington tonight, the Twins and the Red Sox will be back in a deadlock. At Washington, it'll be Jim Cott pitching for Minnesota and Phil Ortega for Washington. Cleveland plays at Chicago, and the Indians jolted the White Sox last night by winning a doubleheader to knock Chicago three games off the pace. The Yankees playing in the stadium against the California Angels. It'll be Ricky Clark against Bill Mondoukat. Now Philippe Ballou is the leadoff batter against Tom Seaver. And a fly ball hit in the air to center field. Out goes Heist, the second baseman, and Bob makes the catch in very shallow center field. One out and nobody on. In the National League, Pittsburgh will be at Cincinnati. Tommy Fisk against Mel Queen. Philadelphia playing at St. Louis. 
Last night, Bob Gibson pitched to the seventh inning, then Larry Jaster closed it out, and the Cardinals won on a shutout. Gibson now back in top pitching form. 12 and 6 on the year. The Giants play the Dodgers on the coast later tonight. Tom Seaver looking for his 14th win of the year. In the first inning with a man on at Washington, D.C. tonight, Harmon Killebrew has hit his 39th home run. Minnesota jumping off to a two-run lead. Now the batter, Tito Francona, and the pitch is outside and low. One ball and one strike. Killebrew and Yastrzemski waging quite a duel for the home run championship of the American League. One ball, two strikes. Tom Seaver got his 13th win his last time out. He tied a Mets club record for most victories in a season by a Mets pitcher. He is hoping to break the record here tonight. Now the 1-2 pitch. And a grounder hit down the first baseline to Eddie Cranepool. Eddie waves Seaver off, makes the play himself, two men down. So two up and two set aside by Tom Seaver. By the way, Tom has beaten the Atlanta Braves three times this year against one loss. Now the center fielder, Mac Jones. Mac hitting 256. Has 16 home runs and 48 runs batted in. swing, he tried to hold up, but he was fooled, and the bat went around. Strike one. Bill Adair on the coaching lines at first base, and Bob Kennedy on the coaching lines at third. The on-deck batter is Joe Torrey. One ball and one strike. Let's really have a youthful infield facing Atlanta tonight. Eddie Craneville, a grand old man of 23, playing first. Bob Heiss is 22 years old. He's playing second. Just about everybody in the infield is 22 or 23, except Heiss, he's only 20. And that goes for the pitcher and the catcher. Now the pitch thrown, a swing and a miss. field tonight is Tommy Davis. He's all of 28. The 2-2 delivery is inside of the knees. So Tom Seaver with a full count of 3-2. and two. Seaver now winds for the payoff delivery to Mike Jones. A swing and a miss. He struck him out. Tried to retired. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. At the end of one inning here at Atlanta, the New York Mets nothing and the Atlanta Braves nothing. Going out of the second, no score in the first inning. The Mets playing against the Atlanta Braves. And once again, here's Bob Murphy. He kind of advanced the age on Eddie Greenblatt. I, after I said he was 23, I started double-checking. Then because I remembered his birthday is in November, he won't be 23 until November. Ron Swoboda... 
will lead off against Pat Jarvis in the top of the second. Brown is 23. Pat Jarvis, 14 and 7 on the year. And his slider is outside and low. It's one ball and no strikes. Yogi Berra coaching in first and Salty Parker coaching in third. Outside and high, Ron lays off. Ron drove in all three of the runs scored by the Mets last night. He had a two-run homer. Ball was well hit the deep left center for Ronnie's 12th homer of the year. Outside and low, and Jarvis is behind him now for you know. Ron now is number two on the ball club in RBIs with 47. Now the pitch is over for a call. Strike is three and one. One delivery by Pat Jarvis. A swing and a miss on a breaking ball. It's three and two. Nobody on, nobody out. We're in the top of the second. There is no score in the middle game of the three-game series. Pat Jarvis from Carlisle, Illinois, takes his sign from Joe Torrey and pitches three and two. A swing and a miss. He's pretty much. He came from behind. He trailed 3-0 on the shot. Breaking down the ages on this young Mets ball player in the field here tonight. Amos Otis in center field and Bob Heiss at second are both 20 years old. The pitcher, Tom Seaver, is 22 and Ed Cranepool is 22. Joe Merck at third is 23. Bud Allison at short is 23. And Ron Swoboda is 23. Jerry Grody is 24. The oldest man on the field for New York tonight is Tommy Davis. He's 28. Now, Eddie Cranville takes the pitch on the inside corner for a call strike. Eddie given a few days off to try and help him. He had been in a batting slump. Eddie hitting 264. Ground ball hammered on the right side to Felix Mian, the second baseman. And he pegs the ball to Francona, two men down. Third baseman Joe Mook. Joe Mook, he pronounces it. From Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Joe was in the service practically all season. Now the pitch on the way. A swing and a miss by Joe. Strike one. After signing with the Mets, he played last year in the New York Penn League and had an exceptionally good year. This year, he has been virtually out of baseball. And a slow grounder foul off to the right side. The Detroit Tigers got two runs against the Orioles in the first inning. Tigers two and the Orioles nothing at the end of one. Pete Rickard against Mickey Lulich. Minnesota jumped in front on Washington 2-0 on a two-run homer by Harmon Killebrew. For Homer and Harmon is 39th of the year. Cleveland and Chicago not yet underway at Sox Park. 
Pat Jarvis with a two-strike count. Here's the pitch to Mook. Breaking ball in the dirt. One ball and two strikes. They've played an inning at Yankee Stadium. The Angels nothing and the Yankees nothing. Ricky Clark against Bill Mon-Bouquet. They split a doubleheader last night. Luke, a left-hand hitter, straddling the plate, cocks the bat off the shoulder. And whacks it foul, back upstairs, no play. Plus, Rostrum is looking forward to getting a real good look at his young pitchers the remainder of the season. Now a changeup lined hard into right field, a base hit by Joe Moot. Philippe Alou playing right field, whips the ball back in, and Joe has just come up with his first major league hit. Joe had been up five times. He gets his first major league hit on his sixth plate appearance. Now the batter is 20-year-old Amos Otis, the center fielder. Amos, a right-hand batter, is from Mobile, Alabama. And a breaking ball in the outside corner. It's strike one. After playing a year and a half in the Red Sox organization, he was drafted by the New York Mets. At 265 at Jacksonville in the International League this season. Not bad at the age of 20. Swing and a miss. A two-strike count. Wes Westrum is planning to get his first look at Les Rohr. And let's play the Dodgers. Just off the outside corner, one ball and two strikes. Jarvis checks the runner. Around comes the arm. A slow grounder to shortstop. Charged by Woodward. He flips the ball to second, getting the force play on Joe Moose. And the side is out. No runs, one hit. No errors, and one left. At the end of an inning and a half, the New York Mets nothing and the Atlanta Braves nothing. Last of the second inning, Joe Torrey comes up against Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver has an earned run average of 2.9, less than three earned runs per nine innings. In 218 innings, he's given up 203 hits. Tom Seaver and Jack Fisher have been the workhorses on the pitching staff. They have pitched just about the same number of innings this year. Seaver has the best ERA among the starters. Joe Torrey's base hit in the last of the ninth inning drove home the winning run for the Braves last night. For Torrey, his 65th run batted in. Henry Aaron knocked in the tying run in the last of the ninth with a sacrifice fly. And Torrey's single off Ron Taylor drove home the winning run. Seaver into his windup. Here's the pitch. Gets the outside corner. Strike one. Cleet Boyer, the on-deck batter, and then Rico Cardi. 
Braves been able to win it all on the road this year, they would be fighting for the pennant. They have had a marvelous record at home and a horrible record on the road. Breaking ball, low and outside, one ball and one strike. Here in Atlanta, the Braves have won 47 games while losing only 23. But playing away from Atlanta in their road games, the Braves have won only 26 and lost 48. And a ground ball hit down to Eddie Cranepool. He waves Seaver off, goes to the bag, takes the play unassisted. It's amazing, but true, only one ball club in the major leagues this year playing over 500 ball on the road. That's the St. Louis Cardinals. They are playing well over 500. That's why they're breezing toward the National League pennant. Cardinals lead the National League by ten and a half games. Here's the pitch on the way. Drives Boyer away from the plate. One ball and no strikes. St. Louis, by the way, has now won 91 ball games. Three years ago, when they won the pennant and the world championship, they won 93 games. This pitch by Tom Seaver is in for a strike, one ball, and one strike to Cleet Boyer. Cleet has 24 home runs and 89 runs batted in. This ballpark has, as Cleet Boyer would say, been a tremendous help to him. Outside and low, it's ball 2-2-1. Two, two and one. For many years, the Cleet was starring with the Yankees and playing third. He would hit those long shots to the alley in left center field that would be outs. When he applies that same power here in the stadium at Atlanta, he gets home runs. Now a 2-1 pitch, and it's over, 2-2. Two two. Bob just figuring up a 500 percentage for Atlanta on the road would give them 11 more wins, 11 less losses, and would put them in first place. What a difference it makes, huh? Pitching 2-2. Two and two. Breaking ball outside and low, it's 3-2. and two. Of course, this game of baseball is made up of ifs. How true it is. That's why managers get ulcers and gray hair. Full count, three and two on Cleet Boyer. One out and nobody on. Payoff delivery by Seaver. Just outside, ball four. Braves have their face, first base runner. Right here, we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. Bob Murphy with Ralph Kaner and Lindsey Nelson were in the last of the second in Atlanta. No score, and the hitter for the Braves is Rico Cardi. One out and one on. Boyer on first with a one. Cardi hitting 263, has 15 home runs. 62 runs batted in. Swing and a miss on a breaking ball. Strike one. Braves had hoped to do considerably better this year than they have. They were a very optimistic baseball team when they broke their spring camp. For they had finished in a real hurry last year and over the last two months of the season. They had been playing the best ball in the major leagues. 
So they opened the year with high hopes, and now as a result of not doing as well as they had hoped, a lot of uneasiness. Outside and low, it's one ball and one strike. Injuries can always set you back. Braves are counting heavily on Tony Kloninger, who has been a 20-game winner. Line drive hit deep down the right field line. Will it stay fair? It is a fair ball just inside the line into the corner. Rounding third of Foyer. He's coming home, and Cardi is going in with a triple. a right-hand power hitter that you play around the left in the outfield. Hit one hard and right down the right field line. He was fair by inches. Went into the corner a three-base hit. Boyer comes all the way around to score and the Braves lead one to nothing. For Cardi, his 63rd run down at end. That ball might have been right on the line, Ralph. It was really close. Certainly was close. And in this ballpark, even though it's a new park, the lights are not too good. Now the Mets bring the infield in. The batter is Felix Mian, the second baseman. M-I-L-L-A-N. Felix plays second at Richmond in the International League this season, batted 310. And he is a whiz with a glove. Seaver using the full windup, the pitch to Mian. He is just under the knees, one ball and no strikes. the windup and the pitch to me on a swing and a miss on a breaking ball. One ball and one strike. Second baseman Woody Woodward is out on deck. A walk to Cleet Boyer and a triple by Rico Cardi and the Braves have stepped in front one nothing. Seavers 1-1 delivery. Check swing grounder down to first. Greenfield holds the runner and makes the play at first base. Now we have two men away. Neon didn't mean to hit it. He was defending himself and bailing out. But as he fell away from the plate, the ball struck the barrel of the bat. Went right down the first baseline to Eddie Cranville. Rico Cardi holding a third. Now the infield drops back with two men down. The hitter stepping in is right-hand batting Woody Woodward. Let's have the defense straight away against Woody Woodward. Joe Moot playing even with the bag, wide of the line at third. And a pitch that's over, strike one call. Fever over the head, around comes the arm. And a slider on the outside corner, strike two to Woody Woodward. Pat Jarvis, the Atlanta pitcher, kneeling on deck. Braves with a run in, and they have a man on third, two men down. Here's Seaver's two-strike delivery. Breaking ball in the dirt, blocked by Jerry Grody. One ball and two strikes. 
Ellis Clary and Spud Chandler, both in the stadium tonight, watching the ball game. They scout this area of the country for their respective ball clubs. Pitching one and two. Inside, belt high, and it's two and two. delivery. Ground ball hit hard, moving for the ball is Bob Heiss. He throws to Crane. Pool, the side is out with one run in. Heiss moving to his right. He seems to have sure hands at second base. One run, one hit, no errors, one left. At the end of two, the Atlanta Braves won. The New York Mets nothing. Now we go to the third inning in Atlanta with the Mets trailing one nothing, and here to follow the action for you, Ralph Kainer. Thank you, Bob Murphy, and I, everyone. First man for the Mets here in the top of the third will be their catcher, Jerry Grody. Jerry followed by Tom Seaver, then by Dawson. Pitching for Atlanta, right-hander Pat Jarvis. Pat has given up one base hit, a single by Joe Mook in the right field. That came in the second. Jarvis with a record of 14 wins and seven losses. Against the Mets, he has won two and lost two last time. Jerry Grody, the batter on the first pitch. It's hit in the air in foul territory. Off to the first base side. Coming over Joe Torrey to make a good try for it, but he could not make the catch. Ball goes out of play, and it's strike one. Jerry Grody's batting 201 with four home runs and 20 runs batted in. strike count. Cody stands fairly deep in the batter's box. Wait for Jarvis to get the signs from Joe Torrey. Now the signs are out and the pitch is in. And the ball is taken through and it's strike two. Braves are using Tito Francona at first base, Felix Meehan at second base, and Woody Woodward at shortstop, along with Clay Boyer at third. Hank Aaron is not playing tonight. He has a boil under his arm. Two-strike delivery to Grody is up high and inside. It's ball one. In the outfield, Rico Cardi in left field. Mac Jones in center field. And Philippe Alou in right field. One and two. And Pat Jarvis into the swing and the pitch back to Grody is hit in the air on the second base side. Felix Neon moving back on the grass now moving to step in. And he makes the catch. One out in the top of the third. That brings up the pitcher, Tom Seaver. It was right here in this ballpark that Tom Seaver had his greatest hitting day. He had two doubles, drove in two runs, and had a stolen base. But he still lost the ball game. His only loss to Atlanta this year. He has defeated them three times. Got beat on a home run by Joe Torrey. Seaver batting 154. He has 10 base hits and 65 times up. And the first pitch is over the outside corner about knee high at strike one. Rays are leading 1-0 on a walk and a triple. A triple by Rico Cardi. Both sides with one base hit. Now Jarvis back and the pitch is fouled off to the right side. A check swing foul ball. The count strike two. 
Bieber this year has driven in four runs. He has those two extra base hits which came in one ball game. Two strike delivery, a curveball breaking too far outside. One ball, two strikes. Tom, the only right-handed pitcher for the Mets to win 13 ball games in the season. Al Jackson, as a left-hander, won 13. Here's a one-two pitch, and it's outside. Again, a breaking ball, two balls, two strikes. Tom Seaver's after one of Al Jackson's records. Al holds the strikeout record for strikeouts in one season. Tom is only two away from tying that this year. And this is his rookie year. Now the 2-2 pitch. Inside, and Seaver has to jump away. Three balls, two strikes. Tom quickly gets back in the batter's box, steps in there, ready to go. And Jarvis at 3-2, pitching back. And the ball is swung on and foul tipped and dropped by Joe Torrey. So the count remains, three balls and two strikes, and Seaver gets a life. Can't blame a catcher for dropping a foul tip because that ball is knocked offline just enough to not, in most cases, hit in the pocket of the glove. Again, the 3-2 pitch, a line drive, the right field of base hit. Leap a little over, and he takes a bad hop, makes a good play on it, throws back to first base, and Seaver gets back ahead of the throw into Tito Francona. So the Mets have their second hit, and Tom Seaver with a line drive to right field. That brings up Bud Harrelson, who in his first time up grounded out to second. Seaver gets a jacket. It's a cool evening here in Atlanta, at least for Atlanta. Temperature game time was 66 degrees. Beautiful day today, no humidity. Temperature in the high 70s. Have a breeze going in from right field. Shouldn't affect the ballpark too much because this is an enclosed city. Line drive to center in the first pitch. A base hit for Bud Harrelson. Seaver goes to second base. Trips, falls, gets his balance. The throw in the third base is not in time. A belly slide now going down to second base and sliding in safely there is Bud Harrelson. Tom Seaver tripped right in around second base, almost fell down, got his balance, then got going again, and then made a belly slide into third. The throw from Mac Jones was offline. And Cleet Boyer took the throw and fired on down to second base to Felix Neon, but the throw was too late there, and Bud Harrelson got in at second. So the Mets have the time run at third base to go ahead and run at first base with one man out here in the top of the third, and the batter coming up, the second baseman, Bob Heiss. Good hustling by Tom Seaver. Time is called as he is given time to walk around away from the batter. Bob High stepping up, grounded out to third on his first pitch in this ball game. Batting at 200. He's been at bat five times with one base hit in the major league. And the Braves are playing their infield in. Here's the first pitch by Jarvis. It's hit in the air in foul territory on the first base side. Tito Francona will get to it. And he makes the catch. Seaver, who was tagged up at third, comes about three steps down the line and stops. And the Atlanta Braves have their second out, and the Mets have Tommy Davis coming up. Tommy grounded out the short his first time up. one nothing ball game, and the Mets with runners at second and third, trying to get back in it. Conference at the mound as Joe Torrey is out there. Pat Jarvis tying his shoelaces. 
Billy Hitchcock, the manager of the Atlanta Braves, out on the mound. Evidently talking over whether or not they want to pitch to Tommy Davis here or work on the next batter, Ron Svoboda. Now Billy Hitchcock comes back to the dugout. Joe Torrey comes back to the plate. And time is put back in. Tommy Davis batting 302. He leads the club in homes, home runs with 16 and runs batted in with 70. And Joe Torrey down to give the side. The signs are out and the pitch comes in. And the pitch is called ball one. Picked up above the letters and it's a one ball, no strike count. Two home runs in the third inning for Detroit. They now lead by a score of four to nothing and they are still batting. K-Line got one. Krasuski got one. Now the windup and the one offense. Breaking ball that's outside. A slider missing. It's ball two. Two balls, no strike. Tom Seavers at third base. He singled and was moved to third on a base hit by Bud Harrelson who moved down to second on the throw to third. Pitch back to Tommy Davis. A high inside fastball. He goes for it. It's strike one. Tommy with a hard swing going for a pitch that was out of the strike zone. Right here, the RBI is the important thing. Pat Jarvis is primarily a breaking ball pitcher. He gets the signs and the 2-1 pitch as Seaver bluffs up the line. Again, the fastball. Again, Tommy goes for it outside of the strike zone. It's strike two. High fastball. Two balls, two strikes. So far on four pitches, none of the pitches in the strike zone, but the count of two and two. Now the windup and the pitch back to Tommy Davis. It is swung on and missed strike three, and that retires the side. Second strikeout for Pat Jarvis, and a big one as he leaves two men on. No runs, two hits, no errors, runners left at second and third. And the score at the end of two and a half innings, Atlanta won, the Mets nothing. Well, the New York Mets had their threat turned aside in the top of the third, and now we go to the bottom half of the third. Atlanta in front, one nothing, and Tom Seaver out to take his warm-up pitches. Mets have left three base runners on. They lead in base hits with three to one. But Atlanta on a walk and a triple by Rico Cardi, holding a one nothing lead. Now here in the bottom half of the third, the first batter will be Pat Jarvis, the pitcher, followed by Felipe Lou and Tito Francona. So far this year, the Mets and the Braves have played 16 ball games. The Mets have won nine while losing seven. And right here in seven games in Atlanta Stadium, the Mets have won only two while losing five. So the Mets won the series in New York, seven to two against Atlanta. And as Bob Murphy pointed out earlier, Atlanta with a very poor record on the road. They won only 26 and lost 48 on the road compared to 47 wins and 23 losses at home. Can't really point out the ballpark too much because this park is about a normal ballpark. 330 down the line. 
402 in center field, 385 in left field and right center field. Now Pat Jarvis steps up, a right-hand batter against Tom Seaver. Pat is batting at 195, six hits and 63 times up. And Seaver with the first pitch. It is a slider outside, ball one. Tom has walked one batter, cost him a run. He has struck out one. And the right-hander back, and the pitch is in. A fastball through, one ball, one strike. comes back again in the 1-1 delivery is swung on and fouled back against the screen. One ball, two strikes. A lot of room between home plate and the dugouts, about 120 feet on each side. 1-2 pitch is grounded foul. So the cat remains in one ball and two strikes. This ballpark is a lot like the St. Louis ballpark with the exception of the fact that they don't have the movable seats like they do in Shea Stadium and St. Louis. So there's a lot of room from the playing field to the stands. Round ball hit down to third. Taken there by Joe Mook. His throw to first bases in plenty of time. And the Mets have their first out in the third. That'll bring up the leadoff batter, Philippe Ballou, who grounded, who popped up the second base his first time up. batting 277. 15 home runs and only 43 runs batted in. Last year, Philippe had a fine record. He was second to his brother, Matty Alou, in batting in the National League race. First pitch is taken low and it's ball one. Had a rather unusual record in home runs last year. He hit 31 home runs. And his first 18 home runs came with the bases empty. Next pitch is a strike, and it's one ball, one strike. Drove in 74 runs. And the next pitch is taken in for ball two. Two balls and one strike. Set a brave record for times at bat. He was at bat 666 times last year. This year he's been at bat 558 times. He was out with a hairline fracture of the thumb. A little pop up out toward second base, going back on the edge of the grass and back a second is Bud Harrelson, and he makes the play. And let's get their second out here in the bottom half of the third. The Braves are leading 1-0, and the batter now coming up, the first baseman, Tito Francona. Tito granted out the first, his first time up. Left-hand batter. Tito batting 241, and the first pitch by Tom Seaver, curveball breaking in a call strike. Young Tom Seaver back at one strike, and the pitch is grounded foul. Ball bouncing down in the dirt and then off the front leg of Tito Francona. 
strike two count. Bob Engel, the home plate umpire, checks out the ball and keeps it in play. Tom Gorman's at first base, Frank Desilam, the umpire at second base, and Paul Pryor at third. Two strike out with two men out in the bottom half of the third. The Braves lead one nothing. And Seaver back again, and the pitch is low. One and two. Tom taking something off of a breaking ball, a change curve that time. Now at one two, the pitch by Seaver is a hard curve. It's swung on and fouled, and the bat goes all the way out to first base. Edo Francona fooled so badly he had to let go of the bat, and it sailed all the way out to first base. It's now being tossed back in by Ed Greenville, and Francona has to get out of the way or would have hit him. So he keeps himself alive by fouling the ball, and the count stays at one and two. Seaver winds, he comes back again, and this time he throws the fastball through it, strike three, and Tom Seaver with his second strikeout of the ball game retires the side in order. And the score at the end of three, Atlanta won, the Mets nothing. Bob, we're going to have to revise our statement about Dick Krasuski now that he's hit a home run this year. Earlier this spring, he ran into Lindsey Nelson's car in the parking lot at the airport in Tampa, and Lindsey said that was the hardest thing he's hit all year. That'd be about even. Top of the fourth, and Ron Travolta starts off, and he looks at the first pitch by Pat Jarvis. It's called a strike. I'll bet the home run he hit tonight did not make the pitcher cry as much as it made Lindsey cry when he hit his thunder. No doubt about that. One strike count on Ron Travolta. Ron struck out his first time up. Right-hand batter, and the pitch back is fouled out in the dirt. The count at strike two. Ron, the batting hero for the Mets in last night's game, which the Mets lost 4-3 to three when Atlanta scored two runs in the ninth inning. Ron drove in all three runs with a home run and a single. Got his 12th home run. He now is second on the club and runs batted in with 47. Batting at 279, he checks on the fastball. It's up too high, it's one and two. Mets have no runs and three hits. Atlanta has one run and one hit. Pat Jarvis against Tom Seaver in a pitching duel. Pitch back to Sobota. Here's a slider that is just outside. Two balls, two strikes. It'll be Ron Swoboda, his roommate Ed Cranepole, and then Joe Mook against Jarvis here in the fourth inning. Now the right-hander at 2-2, and the pitch is fouled off over the top of the dugout out of play. Ball bouncing off the hands of one fan and into the hands of another. Two balls, two strikes. Once again, the 2-2 pitch by Jarvis. And a drive in the right center field. Going for extra bases. Going to first base is Swoboda. The ball bounces against the screen in right center field. Ron goes to second base as the ball comes on in and holds there. So another line drive. Base hit by Ron Swoboda. A two-base hit this time. It's his 14th this year. And the Mets have the time run at second base with no one out. 
And the batter coming up is Ed Cranepool. Ed grounded out to second base his first time up. Back in the lineup once again, and Ed's average at 264. When Ron Svoboda took over second place in the RBI race on the Mets, he beat out Ed Cranepool. And the first pitch to Ed has popped up. A lazy pop-up back of the mound coming over his Cleve Boyer to make the catch. And Svoboda stays at second. Cranepool was hit right on the fist with the first pitch, and it was just a lazy little pop-up back of second. So he doesn't get the run over to third base. And that brings up Joe Mook, the third baseman. Joe Single is first time up in this ballgame and his first major league hit. Left-hand batter. And he takes a pitch inside that spins him around. It's ball one. Joe has been at bat now six times in the major leagues with one base hit. And Pat Jarvis back again. And a breaking ball is swung on. One ball, one strike. Mets are trading 1-0. They have a runner at second base with one man out here in the top of the fourth. Jarvis gets set, checks out at second base, and comes back to the plate. And the pitch is grouped down the left field line. If it stays fair, it's going to be a tie ball game. It's a fair ball. It's going to be for extra bases. The border comes around to score to tie it up, and Joe Mook goes into second base with his first run batted in in his major league career. And it's a tie ball game at 1-1. One one. And we pause now for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. It's a 1-1 ball game with one man out here in the top of the fourth. And the batter for the Mets is Amos Otis. On at second base is Joe Mook. And the first pitch by Pat Jarvis is swung on at strike one. Otis hit into a forced play his first time up in this game. Mets now have five base hits to go with their one run. The Atlanta Braves have one run on one base hit. A triple by Rico Cardi that drove in. Cleve Boyer. Now a breaking ball. It's too low, and it's one ball and one strike. Boyer had walked to get on base with one man out in the second when Atlanta got their run. And Jarvis back again. And a roll pop up into right center field. Coming over is Mac Jones to get to the ball. He makes the catch, and Joe Mook, who was down the line, goes back to second. Two men away here in the top of the fourth, and the batter coming up for the Mets. The catcher, Jerry Grody. Jerry popped up to second base his first time up. First pitch by Pat Jarvis is bounced out to the mound. A good play on it by Pat Jarvis to haul it down with a one-hand grab, and the throw to first base is in time to retire the side. In the inning, the Mets tied up, getting one run on two hits. A double by Ron Travolta and a double by Joe Mook. 
There were no errors, and one man was left on second. And the score at the end of three and a half innings, the Mets won, the Atlanta Braves won. Bottom half of the fourth inning, a brand new ball game. Mets scoring a run in the top of the fourth to tie it up in one to one. And Tom Seaver taking his warm-up pitches. Stay when you're on top. Stay there with Rangel. Mr. Beer, the extra dry beer that goes down so nice, sits so nice when it gets there. Make it Mr. Beer. Make it Rheingold, and you make it big. Jones struck out on a 3-2 fastball his first time up. He'll be followed by Joe Torrey and then Cleve Boyer. Seaver has given up one base hit, a triple to Rico Cardi. And the first pitch is a fastball. It's fouled off, strike one. Tom has struck out two, and he has walked one. And he is one strikeout away from tying the club record in strikeouts. Record held by Al Jackson. And the next delivery is a slider down too low. One ball, one strike. Last year, when Tom Seaver was pitching for Jacksonville, his first year in the major leagues, he set a club record in strikeouts of 188. Now the next pitch, a curveball grounded out toward the first base coach. Taken there by Bill Adair. And the count now one and two. Tom started this ball game with 139 strikeouts. He has now 141. One away from the club record. This is Seaver's 32nd ball game. He was used in relief one time this season. This is his 31st start. One ball, two strikes. The next pitch to Mac Jones is a fastball that's fouled off. So the can remains at one and two. Only other pitcher on the Mets staff with over 100 strikeouts. Jack Fisher with 115. Seaver goes to the rosin bag and now the signs go out. Jones, a left-hand batter. Batting 255. The next pitch, a fastball line to center field. But right there is Amos Otis and he comes in and makes a very loose catch. Amos looks like a good outfielder. He has a good arm, and he also has good speed. So the Mets get their first out in the bottom half of the fourth, and the batter now coming up is Joe Torres. Joe hit a ground ball down the first base his first time up off a low outside fastball. Joe batting 287. 20 home runs, 65 runs batted in. And a slider in the first pitch. Misses too low and it's ball one. One-one ball game. The Mets have one run and five hits. Atlanta has one run and one base hit. Seaver back and a ground ball hit off the hands down to third. Joe Moore comes over to make the play. Almost throws the ball away at first base. Rainpool shifts off into the home plate side of the first base bag. Stays on the bag and makes the play. Two men out. That brings up Cleve Boyer, who has scored the one run for Atlanta. He walked and was tripled in in the second. 
Boyer batting 251 with 24 home runs and 89 runs batted in. Last night, Hank Aaron, who is not playing tonight because of a boil under his arm, drove in his 100th run of the season. He has driven in over 100 runs for nine years, not consecutive years, though. First pitch to clean is taken for a strike. One strike pitch by Tom Seaver. It's called a ball. It's one ball, one strike. One one ball game. Two men out, bottom half of the fourth. Seaver into the windup and the pitch back to Boyer. Is taken over the outside corner, strike two. One and two. Now Tom back at one, two, and a curveball bounces in the dirt. Backhanded by Jerry Grody to count two balls, two strikes. Only two balls have been hit hard off Tom Seaver, and both came off fastballs. There's a 2-2 pitch. There's a slider that misses outside. So they can't pull a 3-2. Boyer walked his first time up on a 3-2 pitch. On deck batter is Rico Cardi. Now the pitch. Fastball swung on and missed, and Tom Seaver... Picks up his third strikeout and ties the Met record for strikeouts in one season and also retires the side. It's a 1-2-3 inning for Tom and the score at the end of four. The Mets won, Atlanta won. Now we go to inning number five. The game tied 1-1. Tom Seaver will be leading off against Pat Jarvis. Four innings complete now at Detroit, and the Tigers lead the Orioles four to nothing with Mickey Lolich pitching. They have gone halfway. They've played four and a half at Washington. The Minnesota Twins lead the Senators three to nothing. Jim Cott is on the mound. And Tom Seaver takes a fastball on the outside corner, strike one. They're underway now at Comiskey Park in Chicago. The Indians out of the opening inning. Sonny Siebert against Gary Peters. Curve low and away, one ball, one strike. The only afternoon game, the Red Sox took undisputed possession of first place. Scoring three in the eighth inning to beat Kansas City, four to two. Rico Petroselli driving home three of the four runs. And a fly ball, well hit to center field. Handling back is Mac Jones, and he makes the catch on the edge of the warning track. Ball in about 395 feet by Tom Seaver. Tom had hit a hard single to right field his first time up, and he had a lot of wood on that one. Now the leadoff batter, shortstop Bud Harrelson. Bud has one hit and two times up. He singled to right center in the third inning. Now the pitch on the way. Hit off the plate, a bouncer on the right side of the diamond. Snagged by Felix Beyond. Pegged to Francona in time to get Harrelson. So two up and two quickly set aside by Pat Jarvis. 
Yankees second baseman Bob Heiss. Bob has bounced to third and fouled out to first. Bob Heiss is 20 years old. From Bonkerville, California. And he takes a pitch for a call strike. Bob is about 40 miles south of Sacramento. It's almost between San Francisco and Sacramento, California. Pitch by Jarvis. Uppercuts the ball. A pop fly down the first baseline. Second baseman Mian comes over near the right field line. He has it for the out. An overpowering inning by Pat Jarvis. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. Now we have come halfway at the end of four and a half. The New York Mets won and the Atlanta Braves won. You can buy a four-ply nylon cord tire at two-ply rayon cord prices. The Golf Deluxe Crown, the big tire. The Golf Deluxe Crown has a four-ply nylon cord body, yet it's priced at no more than the two-ply rayon cord tires of most other brands. But economy is only part of the story. The Golf Deluxe Crown is a rugged, tough tire for your car that provides safety, performance, and mileage. The actual cost per mile for this great tire is extremely low. So if you're in the market for a great tire value, start with a great tire. The Golf Deluxe Crown. It's at your golf dealer, the tire center in your neighborhood, where your driving takes a turn for the best. Fifth inning here at Atlanta, Georgia. Rico Cardi comes up against Tom Seaver. Cardi, a right-hand pole hitter, hit a long drive down the right field line. A three-base hit driving home. Cleet Boyer with Atlanta's run in the second inning. It was Cardi's 63rd RBI of the year. So the Braves will have Rico Cardi, Felix Mian, and Woody Woodward. Batting against Tom Seaver in the last half of the fifth inning. Cardi hitting 265. And Tom Seaver's first pitch to him. He starts him off with a curveball, but it's inside. One ball and no strike. Cardi has good power, and the Mets play him exceptionally deep. And a grounder stroke to shortstop. But Harrelson digs it out of the dirt. The overhand peg has him by a wide margin. One man away. Now Felix Mian, the second baseman. He's a right-hand hitter. Mian bounced out to Eddie Cranepool. With a runner on third and one out, and it held the runner. Seaver then got Woody Woodward to pitch out without further trouble. Mian bends from the waist, chokes up slightly on the handle of the bat, and fouls it back against the screen, strike one. He has been with the Braves the last two years for brief periods. Still a young ball player, and he put together a big year with Richmond in the International League. And a changeup, a soft liner in the left field, a base hit. 
Tommy Davis grabs it on the run, puts the ball back in, and Neon timing his swing just right. Took a nice, easy swing at a changeup and single to left field. Woody Woodward bows stop to Bob Heiss playing second in the second inning. Woody hitting 234. He's around to Bud, doesn't offer, and the pitch is over, strike one. Jerry Grody hustles on for a quick meeting with Tom Seaver. Now Woodward checks with Bob Kennedy, coaching at third base. It is not in time. Now Seaver off the stretch. And a pitch out. Nothing was on. One ball and one strike. Ellis Clary and Spud Chandler scouting the ball game here this evening. And they were both talking about Grody's great peg. The eighth inning last night when he threw out Henry Aaron. You rarely throw out Henry Aaron. They said it was one of the best throws he had ever seen. The runner goes, a bouncing ball to second. Ice has only one play, and that's the first base in time for the out. So the Braves, playing hit and run, get Meon over to second, as Woodward is thrown out. Now Pat Jarvis comes up. on second base, two men down, and the hitter is Jarvis. He bounced out to third baseman Joe Mook his first time up. Outside and low, it's ball one. The right fielder, Felipe Lou, is the on-deck hitter. Now Seaver eyes the runner at second, and Jarvis swings and misses one ball, one strike. Mets return to Shea Stadium next Monday night, and it's Sandy Koufax night as the Mets open a series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. One week of home games remaining. The 1-1 pitch taken high, and he fades away from the plate. Two balls and a strike. The Dodgers and the Astros come to Shea Stadium for the final home week of the season. Monday night Dodger game is Sandy Koufax night and tribute will be played to the former Dodger Green. One doubleheader remains, and that'll be on Friday night, September 22nd, the rescheduled banner day. The 2-1 pitch, a foul ball hit back towards the screen and into the crowd. Beautiful catch by one of the grandstand options.
Seaver with a count of two balls and two strikes on Pat Jarvis, the opposing pitcher. And the pitch. That's over. Strike three called, and that one breaks the record. That's the fourth strikeout for Tom Seaver. 143 for the year. That is a new Mets club record. No runs, one hit. No errors, and one left. Five complete. The New York Mets, one run, five hits, and no errors. The Atlanta Braves, one run, two hits, no errors. Now the ground crew coming out to manicure the diamond. We were mentioning a moment ago that Banner Night would take place on September 22nd. That will be the last doubleheader of the season for the New York Mets, barring something unforeseen like a rainout that would necessitate one. At the moment, that is the only one remaining on the schedule. Banner Day on August 27th was rained out at Shea Stadium, has been rescheduled. Banner Day parade and contest will take place between games of the doubleheader. On Friday night, the 22nd of September, the first game of the Twin Bill starts at 5 p.m. Over 2,000 banners were lined up and ready to participate in the big contest on the 27th when it was rained out by a deluge of rain. So we hope all of the wonderful Mets youngsters who had made the banners, who had devoted so much time and attention to them and so much creative ability, will be hanging on to them and bringing them back on Friday night, September 22nd, the rescheduled banner night. and Tommy Davis is the hitter against Pat Jarvis. Tommy has bounced to short and been struck out. Nothing for two. Swing and a miss on a slider. Strike one. Joe Mook has drove the driven in. The only run for New York. Enrico Cardi tripled in. Atlanta's only run. The one strike pitch to Tommy Davis. A changeup. Swung out and missed. Strike two. Jarvis went to work on Tommy Davis in the third inning with two outs and two on. Runners at second and third, he struck Tommy out. Two-strike delivery, outside and low. It's one ball, two strikes. Yogi Berra coaching at first, Saldi Parker coaching at third. Pitching one and two. And a drive punch down the right field line. A base hit for Tommy Davis. Tommy around first is going for a double. The throw by a little of the slide. He's in with a double. Tommy Davis doubles to right. And for Tommy Davis, who has been near the top in two base hits all year long, that is his 31st of the year. That's the third double the Mets have had in tonight's ballgame. Now Ryan Swoboda, who doubled a deep right center his last time, up as the batter. And he takes a fastball in the inside corner, strike one. Detroit got a run in the fifth inning. At the end of five, Detroit five, Baltimore nothing. Minnesota three, Washington nothing after five and a half. Cleveland nothing, Chicago nothing at the end of one. 
And a ground ball hit down to first. Francona up with it. Throws to Jarvis covering in time. And Tommy Davis moves over to third. California two, the Yankees nothing after four and a half of the stadium. The Red Sox on a three-run eighth inning beat Kansas City four to two in an afternoon ball game. Now with a runner on third and one out, the hitter is Ed Cranepool. The Braves bring the infield in. Game is tied as Jarvis winds now the pitch and is popped up. On the right side of the infield, Neon is under it and he makes the catch. Second time in a row that he has popped the ball up with a runner in scoring position. Now 23-year-old third baseman Joe Mook stepping in. Joe has single to right and double to left, driving in a run. The infield is back with two down and the pitch is a strike on the outside corner. Here's the windup and the pitch on the way. A fly ball hit in the air to short left. Woodward, the shortstop, drifting back and he takes it for the out. Side retired. Let's get a leadoff double, but they are unable to score against Pat Jarvis. No runs, one hit, no errors, one left. After five and a half innings, the New York Mets won and the Atlanta Braves won. to second and popped to short, nothing for two. Alou hitting 277, 15 home runs, and 43 runs batted in. New York, one run, six hits, and no errors. Atlanta, one run, two hits, no errors. A towering pop-up on the left side of the infield. Joe Mook coming in toward the mound, near the edge of the mound, takes it for the out. Third time in a row that Tom Seaver has gotten Philippe Alou to pop the ball up. First baseman Tito Francona has bounced out to Cranepool and taken a call third strike. Tito hitting 240. 
He's a left-hand batter, and the Mets play him as a pull hitter. The infield and the outfield shaded around toward right. A long drive, hit deep to right. It may go back to Svoboda. He jumps. He's got it. Oh, what a catch by Ron Svoboda. He took a home run away from Tito Francona. That ball, I would say, was caught about two feet above the fence by Ron Svoboda. He has made just one spectacular grab after another. What a beautiful jump he got on the ball. It had not too much height to it. However, it's a short fence. It was an explosive line drive, and Svoboda couldn't waste a moment to get back to the fence and be in a position to jump and catch it. And he took a home run away from Francona. Two men down. The batter is Mike Jones. And the pitch is low, ball one. The ball was well above the cyclone fence in right field when Swoboda speared it. Now a swing and a foul tip. One ball and one strike on Mac Jones. Jones with good power, bats out of an overly closed fence, and let's play him around to right. And he whacks it foul over toward the dugout. A long, long run for Brody and Mook, and they can't get to it. It's out of play. You can hold a track meet in foul territory in this stadium. From third base to the dugout, and from first base to the dugout, a long run. Down Seaver with a count of one ball and two strikes on Mac Jones. He made good contact his last time up. A line drive hit hard to center. That was caught by Amos Otis. Seaver winding. The 1-2 delivery. Just got a piece of it. A foul ball. Heavy hitting Joe Torrey waiting on deck. Pitching one and two. He held up just in time. Jerry Grody thought they might have had him struck out. So it's two balls and two strikes on the number three hitter in the order. The center fielder, Mac Jones. Joe Mook flying wide of third base toward the hole. But Bud Harrelson shaded way over toward second. The 2-2 pitch. Hit hard but fouled on the right field line. Down is even, two and two on Mac Jones. Now Seaver with his fan, the two-two pitch, and he uppercuts the ball in the air to left field toward the line. Harrison are going a long way to the line, and he takes it for the out. Buddy Harrison using that speed to go over to the left field line to take it. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. So, at the end of six innings, the New York Mets won. The Atlanta Braves won. Lindsey Nelson will join you for the play-by-play in just a moment. Now, here's a word from Rangel. Through 
the stretch and down to the wire. You're shouting loud and your throat's on fire. But you're gonna make it, gonna make it big. Your money's on Mr. Beer. Before we do, we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. The glorious Mets never look better, Harry. Right still. Here on WGY, 10 on your dial. Connected in New York. This is Lindsey Nelson with Bob Murphy and Ralph Kiner in Atlanta, Georgia. And Amos Otis is up for the Mets here in the top of the seventh. Pat Jarvis with the pitch, and it's low and away for a ball. Through six innings, the Mets have one run, six hits, no errors, and the Braves have one run, two hits, and no errors. Otis has been up twice, hit into a force play and flied out to center, still looking for his first major league base hit. Pat Jarvis, the winningest of the Braves pitchers, has 14 victories. Here's a pitch swung on and hit in the right field. Coming on fast, it's Philippe Alou to make the catch. A line drive to right, but directly at Alou, simply had to move up to make the catch, and there's one away. Jerry Grody is the batter. He has popped the second and grounded out. Pitches at first. Billy Well and Bill Graham throwing down to the mid bullpen. Loosening up down there. Here is the pitch to Grody. And for a strike. Tonight's paid attendance here in Atlanta, Georgia. 3,496. 3,496 paid. Here is a swing and a miss. Two strikes to Grody. Tom Seaver with a jacket on is kneeling on deck. The score is tied 1-1. Jarvis has struck out two and he's walked none. Here's a pitch high and it's one and two. For 70 dates, the Atlanta Braves have drawn total paid attendance of 1,327,238. Two pitch, swung on, and foul back out of play. The count holds at one-two. Another comfortably cool evening here in Atlanta, Georgia. One man out, nobody on base. The pitch is low for a ball. So the count's even now at two and two. Hank Aaron is not in the lineup for the Atlanta Braves tonight. He has a boil under his arm that is incapacitating. Here's a two-two pitch. Swung on and missed. That is the third strikeout for Jarvis. And it brings up Tom Seaver, who has singled and flied out so far. 
Hank Aaron is here, and he is in uniform and would be available for pinch hitting duty. Last night, he drove in the tying run in the bottom of the ninth with a sacrifice fly, and then Joe Torre singled home the winning run. As the Braves pulled it out, 4-3 to three in the bottom of the ninth. Here's a pitch in for a call strike. 0-1 to Seaver. Joe Torre turns out to sign to Jarvis. The pitch is swung on and popped up into the seats and out of play. Foul ball. The count goes to two strikes now on Seaver. All players have a game that they play. Casting various ball players in movie roles. They call Seaver Spanky. Here's a pitch outside. It's one and two. Now Jarvis with a one-two delivery. Swung on and fouled off. Seaver stays alive. Just got the end of the bat on that one. Bud Harrelson is waiting on deck. Here's the one-two offering. Swung on and fouled off. Count holds one and two. The third and concluding game of this set will be played here tomorrow night. We'll be on the air at 8 p.m. Bill Necro, the knuckleballer, will be pitching for Atlanta. Danny Priscilla for the New York Mets. Here's a one-two delivery. Low. Torrey walks slowly out in front of the plate. Now comes back saying a word or two to umpire Bob Engel. Pitcher Pat Jarvis thought he had the ball in the strike zone and had taken one step off the mound towards the dugout. Now Seaver swings the bat lustily as he waits. This is a 2-2 pitch. Swing on and missed and Jarvis has his fourth strikeout. Bat is out in order. Jarvis had two strikeouts in the inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, not left. In the middle of the seventh, the score is tied. The Mets won. The Braves won. This is your personal invitation to visit Armory Garage in Albany, September 14th and 15th, for their gala open house to introduce the exciting new Imperial, Chrysler, and Plymouth cars for 1968. This year, they're really beauties, and what a selection. There's Imperial, the Crown Imperials, and the most luxurious of them all, the Imperial LeBaron. And then there's Chrysler, with the New Yorker 300 Custom Newport, Newport of Town and Country Wagon. You'll see all the new Plymouths, the Fury, Sports Fury, VIP, and the new Sports Fury wagon. There'll be Belvedere's satellites, sports satellites, and the new satellite sports wagon. Not to mention the GTX and the exciting new Roadrunner. There's also the sporty Barracuda and the economical Valiant and Valiant Signet models. It's the biggest opening selection in Armory's 49-year history. Don't miss the fun September 14th and 15th at Central and Colvin in Albany as Armory Garage, the largest Chrysler Plymouth dealer in the Northeast, takes the wraps off the breathtaking Imperial Chrysler and Plymouth lineup for 1968. At the bottom of the seventh now, the Braves will have Joe Torrey at the lead off, facing Tom Seaver. Seaver has struck out four, and he's walked one. After tomorrow night's game, the Mets have Friday off, but it'll be a travel day as they move on to Houston, and then they will play the Houston Astros. 
on Saturday night and Sunday afternoon before coming home to Shea Stadium on Sandy Colfax night, Monday night, September 18th. The Dodgers will be on for three consecutive night games, the 18th, the 19th, and the 20th, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Now Joe Torrey steps in. Been up twice, grounded out both times. Beaver starts to work. And the pitch is in there for a called strike at the knees. Fleet Boyer waiting on deck for the Atlanta Braves. Again, Seaver works, and it's blown away for a ball. One and one. Braves are in sixth place in the National League standings. Joe Torrey steps back just as Steele was about to go into his pitching motion. Umpire Bob Engel calls time. Now Torrey steps back in. The 1 1 delivery. Swung on and lined into left for a base hit. Um, Davis comes up with the ball, plays it back, and Torrey is on with a leadoff single here in the bottom of the seventh. That is only the third hit for the Braves off Siebert. Cleet Boyer is coming up. He has walked, latest scored, and struck out so far. Boyer and his first year in the National League after having come to Atlanta from the New York Yankees. Ed Cranville at first comes over to hold against the runner. Seaver sets up off the stretch with a pitch to the right-hand batter, and it's low and away as... Boyer was around in bunning stance that brought third baseman Joe Mook in out of gallop. It's ball one. Boyer reads the sign now. Coach Bob Kennedy down at third to see if the sacrifice is on here. Dick Kelly and Cecil Upshaw up and throwing in the bullpen now for the Atlanta Braves. Here's a pitch, and Boyer squares but takes the pitch outside. It's 2-0. Oh. Grody burns the ball back out there to Tom Seaver. Rico Cardi waiting on deck. On each of the first two pitches, Boyer has been around in bunning position. But in neither case has the ball been in the strike zone. A 2-0 delivery, and it's low, and he was not going to bun on that when he was ready to swing away on 2-0. Count now has gone 3-0 to Boyer, who is second only to Hank Aaron on the Braves in the matter of runs batted in. Boyer has batted in 89. Aaron has batted in 100. Joe is third with 65. 3-0 pitch. And it's in for a call strike. He ran his hand on the bat but was taking the pitch. It's 3-1. and one. Now Boyer looks down to Bob Kennedy again to see what might be on on a 3-1 pitch. Torrey takes his lead. Here's the pitch, and he swings away and fouls it off up toward Kennedy, who comes off the line to uh, grab the ground ball. The count is out full now. It's three and two to Boyer. (laughs) 
Jerry Kuzman and Dick Selma up and throwing in the med bullpen. Here's a pitch swung on and foul back. Cleve Boyer stays alive at three and two. Jerry Kuzman, a left-hander. Dick Selma, a right-hander, throwing for the Mets in the bullpen. The score is tied here, 1-1. The Braves are batting in the bottom half of the seventh inning. Here's a payoff pitch. Swung on and missed. Beaver gets his fifth strikeout. And every strikeout that he gets now sets a new Mets record for total strikeouts in the season by a pitcher. As he has in this game, passed the previous record set by Al Jackson in 1963. One away, so he holds it first, and Rico Cardi is coming up. Cardi tripled a drive and a run in the second. Grounded out second to first in the fifth inning. He has a bat cocked. His fever takes his side. And now, a little tired of waiting, he steps out. Felix Millan is on deck. Here's a breaking pitch to time away, and it's ball one. Again, fever sets up and checks. And the pitch fastball in there for a call strike. It's one and one. Sandville is playing behind Tory at first now. One one pitch blowing away. Two and one. Here he goes to the rosin bag, tosses it aside. Checks the runner. The 2-1 delivery, high and tight, and under his chin. Rico Cardi staggering back. Counted three balls and one strike. Braves won the Mets one. And the 3-1 pitch. Swung on and foul off to the right side. Out of play. So the count has gone full out. Three and two to Rico Cardi with one man out and Joe Torrey the runner at first. Keeper takes a moment to rub up the ball. Takes off his cap now. Mops his brow. Takes a look, a hurried look over at Joe Torrey. Goes to the rosin bag. Painful still behind Torrey at first. 3-2 delivery. And he takes it outside for ball four. So Torrey goes to second. Cardi has drawn a walk. The second issued in the game by Seaver. And with one man out, Felix Mian is coming up. Mian is one for two. He's single to left in the fifth inning. Beyond that number seven in the Braves batting order. Jerry Grody goes out to the mound to have a word with Seaver. Walking all the way to the mound with him, and now Grody turns and comes back. Woody Woodward is on deck for the Braves. 
Double barrel action continuing in both bullpens. Upshaw and Kelly for the Braves. Kuzman and Selma for the Mets. Now, runners lead at first and second. Beavers pitch, swung on, and fouled off to the right side, out of play for strike one. Beavers takes the sign from Grody. Braves runners lead first and second. Strike one pitch to Mian, swung on and fouled off on the ground, straight back. The count is two strikes now to Mian. Beaver tosses the Rosenberg aside. And here's the pitch. Swung on. It's in the air to left field. Tommy Davis moves over. He's there. Runners halfway. Davis makes the catch. Runners return. No at bat. And there are two men out. Woody Woodward is being called back now. And Hank Aaron is coming out, swinging it back. He was not in the starting lineup tonight because of a boil under his arm that was bothering him, but he is coming up as a pinch hitter here in the seventh inning. Last night he drove in the tying run with a sacrifice fly in the ninth inning. He has driven at 100 runs this year. In the ninth year he has driven at 100 or more. He's hitting 315. He has 36 home runs. Tom Seaver faces Hank Aaron. With a score tied 1-1, Braves runners at first and second and two men out in the bottom of the seventh. He's working off the stretch with the pitch. It's outside for a ball. Manager Billy Hitchcock of the Braves figuring now is the time for hammering Hank, and he has him up there with runners at first and second. Beavers 1-0 delivery. Misses low, and he goes behind 2-0. Pitcher Pat Jarvis is on deck. But Kelly and Upshaw are in the bullpen for the Braves. Beavers gone behind 2-0. Now the pitch. Swung on and tipped back into the glove of Jerry Grody for a strike at 2-1. Beaver again to the Rosenberg. Runners lead first and second. 2-1 pitch. Swung on and missed. It's 2-2. Two two. Joe Torrey is the runner at second and Rico Cardi is the runner at first. Beaver again to the Rosenberg. Looks into Jerry Grody. Runners lead, and this is a 2-2 pitch to Hank Aaron. Breaking pitch, blown away, and it's out full at 3-2. With two men out, it'll be an automatic start for the base runners. Torrey at second and Cardi at first. Steve is still taking the sign. 
And Aaron backs out. Now he's back in and waiting. Here is the playoff pitch for the runners going. A curveball in there for a call. Strike three. Seaver strikes out, Evan. Strike out number six for Seaver. And the side is out with no runs. They're hitting the walk, no errors, and two left. The score at the end of seven full innings is tied. The Mets won, the Braves won, and now for scores of other games around the majors, here's Ralph Kiner. Okay, Lindsey Nelson, at the end of six, the Pittsburgh Pirates three, the Cincinnati Reds one. Tommy Sisk working for the Pirates and Mel Queen going for the Reds. For many, got a home run in the fifth with no one on base. At the end of three, Philadelphia nothing, St. Louis Cardinals nothing. Jackson going for Philadelphia, Larry, and pitching for the St. Louis Cardinals. Dick Hughes, who has a record of four, Dean and five going for him. Cardinals are in front by ten and a half games in the National League race. San Francisco in second place, scheduled against the Dodgers out of the coast. In the American League at the end of five and a half innings, California three, the New York Yankees two. Rojas now pitching for the Angels. Ricky Clark was the starting pitcher, and Mambo Kett going for the Yankees. Boston beat Kansas City 4-2 a day game. The winner was John Wyatt in relief. The losing pitcher was Aker for Kansas City. No home runs. At the end of six and a half innings, Detroit 5, Baltimore 1. Krasuski a home run in the third with no one on base. And Kaline a home run in the third with no one on base. His 24th for the Tigers. At the end of seven and one half innings, Minnesota 3, Washington nothing. Jim Cott going for the Twins. He has a record of 12 and 13. Pretty now pitching for Washington. Bob Pretty in place of Ortega. And Killebrew got his 39th home run in the first with a man on base. At the end of two and a half innings, no score. Cleveland nothing, Chicago nothing. Seaver going for the Cleveland Indians, and Gary Peters going for the White Sox. Right here, the score one to one. We're in the top of the eighth inning, and once again, here's Lindsey Nelson. All right, Ralph Kiner, Dennis Menke comes in to play shortstop now for the Atlanta Braves, and Bud Harrelson comes up to lead off for the Mets. Switch hitter batting left. He's one for three. Pat Jarvis into the windup. Here's the pitch. And it's in for a call strike. Woody Woodward was removed for the pinch hitter, Hank Aaron. And so Dennis Minky now is the new shortstop in the ball game. The Mets are batting in the top half of the eighth inning. Strike one pitch to Harrelson. Inside, moved him back a little, and it's one and one. Rookie Bob Heiss is on deck. Jarvis started. He's been in all the way. 1-1 delivery, and it's thrown out and fouled back into the seats and out of play. So it goes one ball and two strikes. Harrelson choking up on the bat. Now he steps back and looks at the handle of the bat and is uh, going over toward the on-deck circle. We'd like to take this opportunity to remind you that Dick Selma will be in the Met Fan Club room on September 18th, Larry Stahl on September 19th, and Tug McGraw on September 23rd. If you'd like information on the fan club activities, the address is Met Fan Club, Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York, zip code 11368. Now Harrelson is back in and waiting, and this will be a 1-2 pitch. Swung on, hit on the ground to second base. Taken by Miguel on a big hop and played on over to Tito Francona. There's one away and Bob Heist is coming up. He's nothing for three tonight. Last night he went one for four and got his first major league base hit. 
Reach for a Rheingold and you feast on Mr. Beer. Rheingold with a head as tall and proud as a pennant flag flying in center field. Make it Mr. Beer. Make it Rheingold and you make it big. Pitch is blown away to Bob Ice. It's ball one. The score is tied 1-1. One, one. One zero delivery, swung on and fouled off. Out of play. It's one and one. Tommy Davis is on deck now. Pat Jarvis starts to work. And this one. Is either off the handle of the batter, popped out of the glove of Joe Torrey. Apparently popped out of the glove with the count going two balls and one strike. He checked the swing, and now uh, umpire Bob Engel indicates it did click off the handle of the bat to make it one ball and two strikes. One-two delivery. One on, and it in the air to right field. Moving on, it's Philippe Alou to make the catch. Two away for the Mets in the eighth, and Tommy Davis is the batter. Rounded out, struck out, and had a leadoff double in the top of the sixth. Mets moved him to third, but could not score him. Each team tonight started its winningest pitcher. Pat Jarvis with 14, and... Tom Seaver with 13. Pitches in for a call strike at the knees to Tommy Davis. Barnes Svoboda coming out of the dugout and out of the on-deck circle. And the pitch swung on and foul off. It's two strikes to Davis. The Mets have one run, six hits. The Braves have one run, three hits. This will be a two-strike delivery. It's on the way. Outside. Billy Connors and Don Cardwell throwing now in the Mets bullpen, a pair of right-handers. Lindsay, the Mets got so many pitches with their ball club right now that I think that every any two other fellows get up and warm up so two more can sit down. I think you're right. They don't have room enough. Here's a one-two delivery. Low for a ball. It bounds on by Torrey coming back, hitting out in front of the plate. It's two and two. Pitching coach Harvey Haddix was saying that it's a great deal like spring training. The pitching coach needs a chart down there on the wall to tell him who all those pitchers are. Two men out. Nobody on base on a 2-2 count to Tommy Davis. Jarvis with the pitch. Swung on and fouled off to the right side. It'll be into the seats and out of play. Down hold 2-2. Joe Torrey sends out the sign. Here's the pitch. 
Swung on and hit deep to center field. It's way back there. Mac Jones goes to the edge of the warning track and makes the catch. So the side is out. No run. So hits no errors. None left. In the middle of the eighth, the score is tied. The Mets won. The Braves won. Now here's a word from Rheingold. Your fishing rod bends. You give him some play. Must be a 10-pounder. Gonna be a big day. Yeah, you're really making it. Making it big. So reel in a six-pack of Mr. Beer. Ryan Gold. Make it Ryan Gold. And you make it big. Ryan Gold. Make it Ryan Gold. And you make it big. Ryan Gold. Mr. Beer. With a tall, proud head. As glorious as that big blue on your line. Rango's dry. So extra dry you can drink it strike after strike and still have room for more. So make it Mr. Beer. to the bottom of the eighth. Before we do, we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. How about this for an exciting game, Harry? Uh, Bill, here on WGY, 10 on your dial in Schenectady, New York. This is Lindsey Nelson with Ralph Cannon and Bob Murphy at Atlanta Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. And pitcher Pat Jarvis is coming up for the Braves to lead off here in the bottom half of the eighth inning facing Tom Seaver. Jarvis has counted out and struck out so far. This afternoon in the American League, the Boston Red Sox moved into undisputed possession of first place, pending the outcome of tonight's game. The Red Sox defeated Kansas City 4-2, as John White was the winner and Jack Aker was the loser. Minnesota Twins had been in a tie with the Red Sox. And at the end of eight innings, the Twins tonight are leading Washington 3-0 as they go to the top of the ninth. Pitches inside for a ball. Jim Cotts pitching for Minnesota. Ortega started for Washington, pretty in the seventh, Cox in the ninth. Killebrew had a two-run homer in the first inning to send Minnesota out in front. Spitcher then for a call strike, it's one and one. The Detroit Tigers and the Baltimore Orioles have played seven innings now. Detroit is leading by a score of six to one. Dillman has replaced Rickard on the mound. Bill Dillman for Baltimore. Mickey Lolich is going for Detroit. There's a swing and a foul ball to the right side, given a run by Cranville. It hits in the dugout. Of the Atlanta Braves behind first, out of play. It's one and two to Pat Jarvis. At Sox Park in Chicago, going to the top half of the fourth inning. The Cleveland Indians nothing. The Chicago White Sox nothing. Sonny Siebert against Gary Peters. Going to the bottom of the sixth in New York. The California Angels three and the New York Yankees two. Pitch to Jarvis, swung on, and Messi is a strikeout victim, number seven for Tom Seaver. And Philippe Ballou is coming up. Seaver now has 146 strikeouts for the season. Ballou is nothing for three tonight. Taking just a moment now. Yeah. 
Here's a pitch swung on and foul back. It's strike one. In the dugout tonight before the ball game, somebody took a look at the lineup with Joe Mook at third and Bob Heiss at second and Amos Otis in center field and said, uh, couple with those two grand old men, Tom Seaver and Bud Harrelson. Here's a pitch high for a ball. It's one and one. Nobody on base, 1-1 one, one pitch. Curveball, line into left field for a base hit. Tommy Davis up with it, plays it back, and Lou turns and holds it first. He's on there with one man out here on the bottom half of the eighth inning. He's old friend Jonah, the first baseman, left-hand batter is coming up. He lined one out to right field in the sixth inning, and Ron Swoboda went back, made the leap up into the air, and robbed him of a possible home run. Jerry Grody has called time, and he's got out to have a word now with Seaver. With Francona at the plate, Mac Jones has moved out on deck. Score is tied here, 1-1. That base hit was number four for the Atlanta Braves off Seaver. In the American League, the Baltimore Orioles did not score in the top of the eighth, so with the Tigers coming up in the bottom of the eighth, it is Detroit six and the Orioles one. Here's a pitch low for a ball. And the Cleveland Indians did not score in the top of the fourth. They're going to the bottom of the fourth. It's Cleveland nothing, the Chicago White Sox nothing. And Lou leads at first base. He's running. Here's a swing and a broken back ground ball to second. Taken by Bob Heist. Played over to Cranville in time. Two away with Lou arriving safely at second base. A broken bat, ground ball to second base on a hit and run play. Now Mike Jones, left hand batter, struck out, slide to center and popped out. And that splintered all around and first base coach Bill Adair comes up the first baseline now to uh, get a piece of it that was left there. In the National League at Cincinnati, the Pittsburgh Pirates have scored five runs in the top of the seventh. Going to the bottom of the seventh, it is now Pittsburgh eight. And the Cincinnati Reds won. Ted Davidson has come on to do the pitching for the Cincinnati Reds. Roberto Clemente earlier had a home run for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Alou leads at second base. Fever sets up and deals a pitch to Mac Jones. Swung on and missed. It's strike one. Joe Torre has moved out on deck. We're in the bottom half of the eighth inning here in Atlanta, Georgia. Here's a pitch a little tight. It's one and one as Frank Jones turned inside and taking the pitch. Alou leads it second. This is a one-one delivery to Mac Jones. And again, it's a little inside. Two balls and one strike. Otis in center playing a deep center field. Here's a pitch again inside, so the count goes three and one to Mac Jones. Mets have one run, six hits. The Braves have one run, four hits. 
the stretch. A 3-1 pitch. High and away, and Mac Jones draws a walk. He goes to first. Felipe Lou holds at second, and Joe Torrey sheds the shin guards to come up to the plate. That's the third walk issued in this game by Seaver, who has struck out seven. Torrey is one for three. Hitting cleanup in Manager Billy Hitchcock's lineup tonight. He has a season's average of 289. The Detroit Tigers did not score in the bottom half of the eighth inning. So going to the top of the ninth, it is the Tigers six and the Baltimore Orioles one. Runners lead at first and second. The pitch to Torrey is low for a ball. The Detroit Tigers started the night a game and a half back of the... Boston Red Sox, a game back of the Minnesota Twins. One zero delivery, swung on and fouled off. Counted one and one. Jerry Kuzman and Dick Stoma up and swung again in the Met bullpen. Pitch to Torrey. A little high, so it's two balls and one strike. Now Don Cardwell gets a throw down in the bullpen for the Mets, along with Kuzman. So at this moment, it's Kuzman and Cardwell. Cleve Boyer is waiting on deck for the Braves, batting in the bottom half of the eighth inning. Seaver's 2-1 pitch. Goes high. Three balls and one strike. Seaver takes a moment now, turns with his back to the plate, looks out toward the outfield, just taking a little breather. Story outside the batter's box. Now Torrey's back in, swinging the bat as he waits. A 3-1 pitch. It's on the way, and it's high, and Torrey draws a walk. The bases are loaded. Fourth walk issued by Seaver, and Cleet Foyer is the batter. He has walked, struck out, and struck out. He is second only to Hank Aaron in the matter of runs batted in this season for the Atlanta Braves. He is batted in 89. So now, with two men out, the bases are loaded up. And Seaver will work to the right-hand batter, Cleet Boyer. Working straight away. Runners leading. Here's the pitch. Swung on and foul back out of play. In New York, the Yankees got four runs in the bottom half of the sixth inning as they go to the seventh. It is now the Yankees six and the California Angels three. The Chicago White Sox did not score in the bottom half of the fourth inning. Going to the fifth, it's Cleveland nothing and the White Sox nothing. Right here, the score is tied 1-1, but the Braves have the bases loaded in the bottom half of the eighth. Strike one pitch to Boyer. This is outside, and it's one and one. Philippe Alou is at first. Mike Jones is at second. Joe Torrey is at... Or rather, Philippe Alou is at third. Mike Jones at second, and Torrey at first. And the count is one and one. The Cleve Boyer at the plate with Rico Cardi on deck. Beaver's 1-1 offering. 
swung on and missed. One and two now to Cleve Boyan. Deaver trying to work himself out of a hole here in the eighth inning. The Braves fans are trying to get a little rhythmic applause started. Deaver with a one-two pitch. Breaking ball, that's blowing away. And count is even at 2-2. Boy, it was all set to go, but laid off. leading at three second and third and Seaver steps back off the rubber. Goes to the rosin bag. Tosses it aside. Alex into Jerry Grody. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Swung on and in the air to center field. Second baseman Bob Heist goes out and calls and makes the catch. So the side is out. No runs are hitting two walks, no errors and three left. At the end of eight full innings, the score is tied. The Mets won and the Braves won. Some tires are bigger than others. Not bigger in size, but bigger in safety. Bigger in mileage. Bigger in value. Big tire. Big tire. That's the kind of tire you get when you get the deluxe crown. Golf Deluxe Crown is a rugged, tough, long-wearing tire that provides safety, performance, and economy all in one. Big in safety, big in mileage, big in value. Big tire. So if you're on the market for a great tire value, start with a great tire. The Golf Deluxe Crown at your golf dealers. The tire center in your neighborhood where your driving takes a turn for the best. Big tire. Mets are coming up here now in the top half of the ninth inning through eight innings. The Mets, one run, six hits, no errors. The Braves, one run, four hits, no errors. The Braves got their run off Seaver in the second inning when Cleve Boyer drew a walk and Rico Cardi tripled him home. The Mets got their run in the fourth inning when Ron Svoboda doubled and Joe Mook doubled him home. Svoboda is coming up. One for three tonight. Svoboda has hit safely in five straight games. Last night, he hit his 12th homer of the year. Facing Pat Jarvis, who has struck out four and walked none. Now the pitch. Low and away for a ball. Ed Cranepool is on deck. This is a 1-0 delivery. Swung on and hit deep to center field. And going back to the warning track is Jones. He's there, and Mike Jones puts it away. Svoboda has flied out to straightaway center field. That brings up Ed Cranville. He's 0 for 3. Grounded out, popped out, popped out. Cranville's batting average for the season is at 280. Now the pitch, swung on it on the ground, through the hole in the right field for a base hit. Up 
with it is Philippe Alou, who plays it back to second and holding it first is Cranepool. So the Mets get a base runner with one man out, base hit number seven, and that brings up Joe Mook. The rookie third baseman, single, doubled, and popped out so far. He's a left-hand batter. Francona comes over to hold against Cranepool. Jarvis with the pitch, swung on, hit on the ground to second. Taken by Lee Yard. Over to Menzi, and he drops the ball, and Cranepool is safe at second. And Luke is on at first, on the field of short. An error charged on the play. The Mets now have runners at first and second. The error is charged on Dennis Menke, the shortstop. Amos Otis at the plate, and the pitch is in for a call strike. Mook is at first, Cranville at second. Here's the pitch to Otis. And it's outside for a ball. One and one. The Mets batting in the top half of the ninth inning with a score tied 1-1. Pat Jarvis steps off the rubber for a moment. Otis is nothing for three tonight. Still looking for his first major league base hit. Swings and tips a high hard one back into the glove of Joe Torrey. So it's one and two. First and second, pitch is swung out and missed. And Pat Jarvis has his fifth strikeout as he got Otis swing. That will bring up Jerry Grody. Grody has nothing for three, two men out. Here's a final score in the American League. The Detroit Tigers six and the Baltimore Orioles one. For the Tigers, six runs, nine hits, one error. For Baltimore, one run, five hits, no errors. Mickey Lolich is the winner and Pete Rickard is the loser. So the Detroit Tigers stay one game back to the Boston Red Sox. There's a swing and a base hit in the center field. Cranepool is rounding 30, coming home. Mac Jones with a throw coming in. Cranepool scores, standing up, holding it second is Joe Mook. On at first is Jerry Grody with a solid smash in the center. A run batted in, and the Mets take a lead by a score of 2-1. to one. Tom Seaver is coming up. Two men out, runners at first and second. That Detroit-Baltimore score is now posted on the scoreboard here in Atlanta Stadium. Two men out, two men on. The Mets leading by a score of two to one. That was base hit number eight for the Mets off Pat Jarvis. Beaver one for three. He had a single in the third inning. Jarvis with a pitch that is low and away for a ball.
Minnesota Twins now have brought Dean Chance on in relief of Jim Cott in the ninth inning. Here's a swing and a fly ball into right field. Underneath and waiting is Felipe Lou. And the side is out. But the Mets have scored a run on two hits and an error. And two men left on base. At the middle of the ninth, the score is the Mets two and the Braves one. Now here's a word from Rheingold. Long time ago, the only traffic problems were runaway horses or cattle stampedes. Then enter the car. At first, angry citizens tried to get this new machine outlawed, but of course they lost. Soon the streets and roads and superhighways were jammed full of cars, trucks, buses. Things got complicated, so much so that collisions with other vehicles became a major problem, especially at intersections. Drivers turned abruptly from the wrong lane, signaled one direction, then turned another, screeched to sudden stops, ignored traffic signals, tried to pass at corners, and they invented many other thoughtless maneuvers. Everything grew worse. Finally, in desperation, people fled to the moon where cars were outlawed. Things were quiet again. Then someone remembered that the National Safety Council had been trying to motivate people for years. They called it simply defensive driving, but not enough people listened. We're going to the bottom half of the ninth inning. Tom Seaver will face Rico Cardi, Felix Millan, and Dennis Menke for the Atlanta Braves. As the Mets have taken a 2-1 lead in Washington, Minnesota outfielder Tony Olivo has been injured as he ran into a fence in right field and left the game. No further report on the extent of the injury. Cleveland Indians did not score in the top of the fifth, so going to the bottom of the fifth, it is Cleveland nothing and the Chicago White Sox nothing. Now, Chicago did not score in the bottom of the fifth, going to the sixth. Still no score. Sonny Seaver against Jerry Peters. Cleveland and Chicago. Rico Cardiac, he tripled the drive and the Braves run in the second. He grounded out and walked in subsequent appearances at the plate. Tom Seaver started. He's been in all the way. And some difficulty in the last inning when he walked two men after Philippe Lou had opened up with a single. Now the pitch to Cardi, and it is inside for a ball. Cal Kuntz up and throwing in the med bullpen. Seaver with a 1-0 delivery. And it's in for a call strike. One and one. Felix Millan is waiting in the on-deck circle. Pitcher Bob Engel moves out in front of the plate now to examine the ball, and he puts another one in play. Cardi back in and waiting. The 1-1 delivery. Swung on and fall off to the right side out of play. It's one and two. Rosenberg again. He's been there often. Jody sends out the sign. A one-two pick. Breaking ball. It's a little high. So it's two and two now to Rico Cardi. Rookie third baseman Joe Mook guarding the line at third. The two-two offering. And it's high. So now Seaver's gone full at three and two to the Braves leadoff man here in the bottom half of the ninth inning. 
This will be a payoff pitch, and it's on the way. Swung on it in the air to right center field. Otis is over, and so is Svoboda. Svoboda calls and makes the catch. One away for the Braves, and the bottom of the ninth, and Felix Neon is coming up. He has grounded out single left and slide out to left field. He's a right-hand batter. Devious pitch in there for a call strike. Nobody out on deck right now with Dennis Menke, the next scheduled batter. This pitch is swung on and fouled back. The count is two strikes. delivery and it's swung on it on the ground is short a big hop up to Bud Harrelson and he guns it across the crane pool and there are two men off and Mike Lum is coming up now he was the hero of last night come from behind bottom of the ninth victory by the Atlanta Braves when he delivered his first major league base hit and his first time up in the Major League. Mike Lum will bat here for Dennis Menke. Here with two men out, nobody on base, and the Mets leading two to one. Tom Seaver's pick. Swung on and hit in the air to left field. And Tommy Davis moves over. He's there. He makes the catch, and the ball game is over. Seaver pounds the glove. He has his 14th victory of this year. He is the winningest Met pitcher ever, and he's getting congratulations all around. The victory is the 10th for the Mets over the Atlanta Braves and assures them of the season series. It is the Mets' 55th win of this season. So in the bottom half of the ninth inning, no runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. The New York Mets have defeated the Atlanta Braves by a score of 2-1. to one. And to tell you something of how they did it, here's Ralph Kiner. Well, the strong right arm of Tom Seaver set three records out here tonight. Tom became the first Mets pitcher to ever win 14 ball games in one season, stopping the record that was held jointly by Tom and Al Jackson of 13 wins. Tom also set a new record for complete games. It was his 16th complete game. And he also has set a new record for strikeouts by a Met pitcher in one season, picking up seven strikeouts tonight to run his total to 146. The Atlanta Braves got the first run of the ball game in the second inning when Cleve Boyer walked and Rico Cardi tripled down the right field line. The Mets came back to tie it up in the fourth inning when Ron Sabota doubled into right center field and later on scored in the double by Joe Mook into left field. The game stayed that way until the ninth inning, and in the ninth inning, the Mets, after Ron Sabota had fired out to center field, got Eddie Cranepool on base when he singled to right field. Gerald Mook was the next batter. He grounded down to the second baseman. A very easy double play setup. 
The throw to the shortstop, Dennis Menke at second base, was dropped, and all hands were safe, and Mets had runners at first and second base. After Amos Oda struck out, on the first pitch, Jerry Grody singled the center field to put the Mets in front by a score of 2-1. to one. In the ninth inning, Tom Sieber retired the side in order to pick up his 14th win of the year. He has lost 12 games. 